This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. He's gone the outside. He's on. Oh, he's got it. Ashley Barnes with it. What a cross from Rory. And there is Ashley Barnes. And Burnley leading the Derby. Obviously quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full-time show. Um, yeah, after that horrendous display down at the GTEC Community Stadium, I was one of the unfortunate ones that thought, you know what, it'll be a nice day out, I'll go down. It was not a nice day out. Um, I got drenched, I got annoyed. Um, I even had to move seats at half-time because I was too packed into a seat, so I went and sat uh, in seats that were not as busy. But thank you everybody for tuning in. As you can see, I've got Neil Layfield with me and Sam, who runs the Clarets Roundup page. How are you doing, boys? Hello, mate. 
I could just I could just let you all know Sam is ready and raring to go, but we will wait. We will wait. It, it, it may or may not have calmed down since we all came into the green room, um, but but we'll see. Thank you. Get your comments coming in. Let me all know what you thought of the game. Um, if you can sum it up in the comment section, we always like to uh, get other people's views and opinions because um, I've always said that this channel's for everybody, not just for me, Sam and Neil and, and the other people that do help out. It's for everybody. I want it to be a voice of the fans. Um, and we did get a bit of stick this week, uh, told the channel was wank, um, but the channel is for everybody. So you, you can you can join into this channel as well. Make it less wank, please. Um, so, so yeah, so get your comments coming in. We will help out. And if you want to send in videos for the fan reaction, again, I'm always happy to get people in. I didn't even need to do one myself this weekend because every person sent one in, even Sam. Uh, but it wasn't really YouTube-worthy was Sam's. It was more of a Twitter thing. But we did put it out on Twitter. Um, but Ryan Collins is in the chat. Thank you for getting your comments in, Ryan. He says, gentlemen, I back company, but really beginning to question decisions. Um, had the had the team back early doors pre-season uh, to prepare the group uh, to then throw players into the first 11 days after signing them. And he goes on to say, it's beginning to look a, like a terrible window with no plan B in games. Heads are dropping too easily and a clear lack of experience in that side to steady the ship and be vocal when needed. I, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and I'll get I'll, I'll ask the boys on that in a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of people now turning around and saying, that window was dreadful, but all, it's all the same people that are going about how the window was a 10 out of a 10, so you can't have it both way, everybody. Um, not saying that you said that, Ryan, by the way. Um, there's just a lot of people on Twitter now going, oh, what a dreadful window. But then if you look at their previous tweets back in July, they were saying 10 out of 10. So... Yeah, you can't have it everywhere. Um, Anonymous says uh, Vincent wanted to control the transfers at Anderlecht too. The board said, hell no. Burnley's now finding out why he got denied that request. Um, Vincent, Vincent, I'm going to say Vincent's in the chat. He might be. He might be. I was going to say Solid's in the chat. Evening, Solid. It's been a while since I've seen you on a live stream. How are you doing, mate? Hope the yacht's looking well. Uh, Martin said, hi, guys. How's things going? <laughs> Uh, good aside from football, mate. Uh, Solid Clarence says, Sam, counting how many times you say like... Listen is is the one you want to look out for. It's listen. When he says listen, he's he's listen about to, to go. Like, like my Yorkshire, likes the Yorkshire in me coming out. You're all right, yeah. man. How's it going, yeah. like? You're right. Yeah, as somebody who works in Leeds, I, Leeds, I can uh, I can uh, I can concur with that one. Uh, Reese James, not not the Chelsea fullback, uh, the Burnley fan. Reese says the issue is a player turnover. Last season, it took us three months to get going, and it's the same again. Big difference is that we could be. Uh, sorry, that we could tread water for 10 games in the Championship, not in the Premier League. Yeah, I think I'm leaning more towards that, to be honest with you, mate. Harry says, another poor performance. I think it highlights a poor window as we've not really strengthened what needed strengthening. One word, shambles, says Jamesy lad. Uh, Reese James is back in the chat. Only three of the 16 players that featured on Saturday start for us last year. Cullen, Robertson, Brownhill. And one of those came on as a sub. Far too many new faces too. So, you know, what? I, I knew there were new faces and I knew there was a lot of them. Three of 16... Um, yeah, that, that's 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 high, isn't it? That one, um, which yeah, it is 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 worrying. Uh, first game I've left early during my 26 years on planet Earth. I left when the third went in, Ross. So you're not on your own, but it's not the first I've left early. Um, I'm not one of them that leaves early all the time. I left the last time I left early was City last year, uh, and you can understand. Uh, I think I left when the sixth one went in after that. Um, George Rodriguez says, "Love the Patriots." So they're coming from a Burnley fan from R.I. Rhode Island. Yeah, uh, Viz is in the that. chat. Always good to see Viz. Always good to see Viz. Thank you for the video this week, mate. Um, very, very well thought through. Very good opinions. 
and a very good decision to record it and then delete the first one and then re-record it again, I think, because that's something that I always end up looking like a belly dog because I just shout and shout and shout and then I just put it up. Um, Harry goes on to say, oh, good investing in players of potential talent for profit, but the current squad shouldn't suffer on the hope for potential. Um, Andy Benny says in serious need of some therapy. Yeah, well, that's what we're here for, Andy. Get your comments in. We'll help you. Sam, Matt, set you going again, but me and Neil will try and, you know, calm you back down again. Uh, Chronicles of Charles <laughs> says, very disappointing performance. Tactics were wrong. Tried to play through the middle and got caught out to Lisa. We need to play the ball out wide. Um, yep, sorry, George. My American um, thing isn't, knowledge isn't really good. Oh, no, we've got a Brentford fan in the chat. Let's, I should have read this before I put it up. But he says, as a Brentford fan who went to the game, I think you're only good players. Or Trafford, you fucking talking. Get off. Get out of it. He's not Trafford at all. Um, the True Red says, question need to be asked now, same mm. week in, week out. Right, enough of the comments. Keep them coming in. We'll come back to them as and when, but, you know, we do need to have a chat ourselves on for nine minutes. I will first give my thoughts because I didn't do, I didn't send in a match reaction. Um, but obviously, we weren't good enough. Um, I just feel that, as a lot of people have said it already in the comments, but the high turner of players isn't helping. Vincent, we're not allowed to criticise him, but I think, I think a lot of it now has got to be we've got to start questioning the decisions that he's doing um, because um, it, we've, we, um, you know, it, it's made a lot of mistakes. It's made a lot of mistakes, I think, as Vincent. Look, look back earlier in the season, it was um, this left-back scenario. He, he, he kept playing people who weren't left-backs in left-back. Delcourt experiment failed. Uh, Roberts experiment failed. Uh, and then eventually he stitched Charlie Taylor in. And yes, he's, he's knowing Martin. Um, but we do look a lot better with him there. And I think Vincent should have done that a lot earlier. I think now it's it's a, tr a similar thing with Trafford. I think I think he's, he's playing Trafford when that's why I was got annoyed at the Brentford fan, uh, because I think he should be playing Murich. Now, a lot of people, and I'm sure I'll get a little bit of a stick for this, is a lot of people, as, as Solent's already put a, a stat up there, 72% uh, passing accuracy. He made some good saves, did Trafford, but his shot stopping has never been in question for me. He's, he's always been a decent shot stopper. Mm -hmm. He doesn't come for enough crosses, although he was better at that this weekend. I'll give him that. But it's how long he takes to release the ball. It's just how long he takes to release the ball. I just think I just think Norwich is better suited for us, just like Heaton was better suited for us in the Joe Hart versus Heaton debate. Um, but the defence is a shambles. Um, just practically might as well just not turn up. Like The amount of time and space that they had to hit them long-range efforts. I've said it on Twitter and I'll say it again. Yes, people might be scoring worlders against us every week, but you've got to look at yourselves. We're the common denominator in that. Our defence is the common denominator in that. Why are teams always scoring worlders against us? Because they have too much time and space in the middle of the park to set themselves, look where the keeper is saying, oh, I might have a pop here. Shall I have a pop? Burnley are like, mm, should we close him down? Maybe go and close him down. Yeah, we're going to close him down too late. It's in the back of the net. It's just it's just the defence is, is poor. And it's not just the defence. When I say defence, people go, well, what about the midfield? Yes, the midfield is also poor. I'm talking about the defensive unit. Um, the Brentford fans back again. Traffic um, is, is, is not a Burnley goalkeeper. He doesn't suit the way that we play, in my opinion. He made some good saves. Um, and by the way, it should have been 6-1 if you want to play that because we missed an open goal. Um, but he did make some good saves. I'll give him that. Um, but it's, it's, <clears throat> it's never been his shot stopping for me. But the defence, and as we defend as a team, just isn't isn't enough. It, we're not good enough at the minute, and we are just very very poor. Brentford have got some good players, but they've won one game all season. You know they're a good side, but you know I'm not going to hide behind the opponents anymore. They've got some good players. They've won one game all season, and they'd looked they'd not scored that many goals. Um, I remember talking to the Brentford fan from B Sotted, and he said, "Look, we're creating some chances, but we're not really scoring enough." What did they do against Burnley? Stuck three pastors, um, and it, it just just highlights how our problems. It really really does. And I just think we're defending very, very poorly. 
We can't defend um, as a team. We can't really do anything. And I just want to quickly bring some up on screen for you when it finally loads onto your screen. There you go. Um, so they're the stats from the game. We conceded 23 goal attempts. 23 shots Brentford had. We had six. Six. And we had the same amount of possession as them. So what does that tell you? It tells you half the possession that we're doing is, is just not worth it. Um, so shots on target, 10. They had 10 shots on target. We had one. One. We were absolutely battered by a team which who have good players. I'm not saying Brentford aren't a good team because they are, and I do think they'll be well clear of safety. Um, but a team that had won once all season and a team that was struggling to score goals. That's my tuppence. Thought I'd get it in because I didn't send a match reaction. Um, Neil, I'll come to you first. I'll let keep, keep Sam stewing. Um, but Neil, your thoughts um, on the game and just everything surrounding Burnley at the minute? Everything you said there, mate. I think from uh, top down, I'm talking pace down to the every man on the pitch is not Premier League ready at the minute. Um, on reflection, it did look good that we've spent 100 million or whatever on the transfer window because we've never had that. But when you look back, I think company and pace or pace, whoever is, whoever ultimately decides just got a little bit giddy and just bought every name that was thrown at them because they had cash and just went, oh, yeah, buying, 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 without any thought or planning because that squad isn't balanced, doesn't work. We haven't, on reflection, I thought I, I thought I was a bit harsh on Saturday, but then I thought about it and I, I still stand by it. I don't think there's anybody who company starting at the minute who is absolutely Premier League quality um, and it's being found out massively now. Um, if I'm one of the players who got us up here, so I'm talking Muric, Saruri, um, I know Benson's made of glass, so it's sort of his own doing, really. But if I'm those lads, I'm asking for a transfer because they're 100%. not getting a look in. What was they're not the getting a look thinking, in. Seeing Trezor trudge around the pitch. Yeah, he's seeing this. He's seeing this. Muric, understand if I'm him, I'm putting a transfer request in because I've done nothing to deserve getting dropped and I'm being replaced with, in my opinion, inferior players. Um, now, it's not to say that I don't think they're good players. I do think they're good players. I just don't think they're not ready yet. And what's happened mm, is we've spent hundred we've spent hundred million on potential, which is a little bit naive, which is our problem. Um, because for me, and I was chatting with someone on on early today, we should have spent fifty million on this young potential. If we've got a budget of hundred million, say, which I don't think we do, I think we just got a bit carried away. But it was fifty million <laughs> quid on this young potential that's unproven, and fifty million quid on what we know will do a job in the Premier League. Because we, if we're going to spend that money, money, we need to stay here. We can't splash out all that money just for it to flop and go down again I know it's a long-term project but the other side of it is if we do go down and these players are playing like this all season is their stock going to stay at that level where we actually recoup yeah, exactly. that money um, so um, I think top down there's nothing at the minute to suggest we're Premier League ready now we might grow into the season and become Premier League ready January, February by that time it's too late because the Premier League season is 38 games and it's and it goes too quickly and the quality is too good. Um, the other part of me is thinking, again, hindsight, but were we just all a little bit too giddy last season? Were we really that good or was the Championship just really shit and we were all right? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. But I know I definitely want to go back and change my prediction about us handing out a few spankings because I don't think we will. I genuinely don't think we will. I agree with I agree with everything you said. Um, it's just not good enough at the minute. I think I think I agree. I think a lot of people have, have now come to the, the the shouting and screaming part of we're just shit. We're not good enough. None of these players are good enough. I'm 
of your thinking, like they are, they're just not ready. We've made mm. too many changes. Like Vincent Company said it himself. Like he, he said it in the documentary, like, you know, if people take, what is it, 150 training sessions or whatever he said to get used to the way I play. So why are you bringing people in that you've just signed then? He's not used to the way you play. Yeah. Why are you playing all these players that you've just signed in the summer when none of them are used to the way you play? Make, bring well, people what, in slowly. This is what I've been saying about Trafford because I know people think I'm digging him out. I do think he's a good keeper and as a shot stopper, he's really good. But our yeah, system of play, good. we need more than a shot stopper. So... Let Muric play, who knows the system. Let um, Zaruri play, who knows the system. Keep Benson fit, let him play. I mean, the transfer window priority should have been keep the players we had and then we'll build yeah. around them. Not go looking for other unproven's. If he knows it takes X amount of training sessions, keep the ones we've got because that team was fluid towards the back end of that season. It picked itself. It, Vinny probably didn't have to do tactics. It was just knew what it was doing. Go up. <laughs> Drop everybody or don't sign everybody who knows the system and play people who don't and play catch-up in the toughest league in the world is just baffling. Agree. Baffling. Sam, your thoughts on the match then and everything surrounding the club so far? Respond to some of the comments. Get me popcorn. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's just shocking, isn't it, really? Like, when, you break, when you break everything down now, like you guys say, hindsight, brilliant thing. Like transfer window, I'm one of those people that said 100, like 10 out of 10 window. Because it because on paper it was. We've wanted a season where we've gone and signed every attacking player under the sun and we have all these attacking options. And none of us probably sat back because of how good that was and thought, what do we really need to stay in this division? And I, my biggest thing that I've seen from this weekend is... Um, like Neil says, naive. It's it's ridiculous how naive we are. It's embarrassing how naive we are. Alan Pace, we've signed hundred, what feels like hundreds of players now, and not one of them, in my opinion, has has hit the ground running. Not one of the new signings has hit the ground hit the ground running. Sander Burge has been growing into form. Uh, Coley Osho, probably the only one that's hit the ground running. He didn't even yeah, start the weekend. Yeah. Um, but companies getting it wrong with them, winning. Yeah, but why? But why did why why, why would you then drop then, the only one? It winds me up. Yeah. But then Sorry. move that on to then from Alan Pace to company. That's naivety. How naive is that? How do you have players that are performing well and then go, oh, do you know what? Like he hasn't played for a while. Let's put him in. You're not Chelsea. We're not Man City. We're not Man United. We don't have seventy million pounds to go out and spend for somebody on the bench. We've got players that need to be in a system we need to be a systematically good football club every single team yeah. that has beat us so far this season barring Man United and Chelsea have been systematically good football teams teams that play as a unit we play like 11 players on a pitch that don't know each other that have been sent out by a bloke that they don't respect at, at all or remember any tactics that they've learned all the way through every training session that we've had from an owner that signed you for a club you don't even want to play for. That's that is what we are playing like now. We don't. We are not playing like a team that wants to play for Burnley, that wants to play for company, and wants to play for each other. And it's embarrassing to watch at the moment. Like that. Brent, that that first half was embarrassing. Three shots and one on target. They're fifteen and seven. Every single time they got the ball, they turned us over. Uh, threw on goal, hitting shots from outside box, threw on goal, a disallowed goal. It should have been 6-0 in the first half. That's how embarrassingly bad we were. And the thing that people were saying weeks and weeks and 
weeks ago when we were playing Villas and all these other teams that everyone was saying, oh, they're a top six team, leave Burnley alone. No, this has been coming since week one, since we had an average performance. Because now you look back, it was an average performance against City. We still weren't great. We just looked okay against the best team in the league. That performance of being okay against the best team in the league has been the same in every game now. We have been average in every game and every other team just excels against us because we're the easiest side currently in the division to beat. Sheffield United are giving teams difficult games. Everyone's saying they're going down with a breeze. They only just got beat by United the other day. Like we went down with a whimper when we played United and we've gone to Brentford away and we've gone down with a whimper and we look pathetic. Yep. Can't really disagree with any of it. We do look pathetic at the minute. We do look like nobody... We look like nobody wants to play for company. I know what you're saying. You're not saying that nobody does want to play for company. Sorry, doesn't want to play for company. But we do look like that. That's obviously the point. Tresor does, man. Tresor 100% looks like he doesn't want to play for company. It, it, it does. And I did say it in the 60-second review, we get his, a lot of people have been saying, he don't want to be here. I'm not, I'm not going to go as far as, as to say he doesn't want to be here. Because I think that's a bit harsh, but it looks like I understand now mm -hmm. why people are saying that because it does look like he's trudging around the pit. This is what I mean about you've got Zorori and Benson. All right, you mentioned Benson's injured and mm -hmm. stuff. I know he is. But you've got all these players that did so well for us last season that have just been dropped for to, to sit on the bench and watch somebody trudge around and look like he can't be arsed. Like, what must players be thinking? They're thinking, well, what's the fucking point? Like, why am I doing this in training just to just to just just to sit on the bench? And, and Berg must be thinking, what's the point in me putting these performances in in attacking midfield if I'm just going to get put back to DM where I'm shit? And it, this is what's winding yeah. up. And again, like, Coley Orshaw's played so well on the wings and Orderbear come in and played well on the wings. And what does he do? He drops Coley Orshaw's six treasure in there. And I was just like, why? G give the people that deserve, that have done well there. Because Trezor's done nothing yet. I, 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 I do think he has the capabilities in him to come good. Whether he will or not for us, I don't know. The Premier League just might not be his bag. Uh, we'll see, but I, the decisions that company is making two is games baffling. in a row, two games in a row, is on him yeah, it, for it's me. baffling. The thing is that, like, so I, I appreciate everyone saying about Trezor, I do, I get that, but no one looks good in that team now. There's not a single person at the moment, genuinely, other than Lyle Foster, who can actually say that he looks anywhere near good on a football pitch at the moment. Do you not think, though, you know, you know, think though, mate, if Trezor was good, though, that he would shine like Foster is? If Trezor was that, that bit yeah, but, better, he would shine. But is Foster only looking good because he's the only person putting the ball in the back of the net for us? If he didn't score, and if he hasn't scored yet this season, would you say his performances have been unbelievable? I wouldn't. It's, it's only because he's getting the statistics to back up the relatively decent hold-up play that he's doing and the fact that he is running around up front like a blue-ass fly. And he is just running around and running around and running around. And he's getting rewarded for that effort. That's the side of it that I like. Like, I'm seeing a lot of effort from Lyle Foster. And he's reaping the benefits of that effort by getting the goals. And he, I think he's got, what is it, like three goals to assist, four goals to assist, something like that. Like, oh, yeah. he's actually looking okay. Trezor looks no different than Odebear did yesterday. Like, Odebear couldn't get into the game either. Like, I know Trezor's this marquee signing that we're meant to have made. Go back to the midfield. Sander Berger's not a DM, so what is he doing in there? Josh Cullen looks a shell of the player that he was last season. He doesn't look like he can control the midfield at all. I thought he was going to come into the league and be one of the best newly promoted midfielders in the entire league. And and he's he's not looked good at all. That defence behind him, though, I'd be exactly the same. Who on earth's behind me? Because I they're not the same every week. You turn around, you're like, who's this? Mm. 
Who's right centre-half? Who's playing left-back today? You haven't got a clue. Pick a defence, stick with it. Pick a midfield, stick with it. Stop faffing that's, around. That's, that. it's, that's it's part of the problem, isn't it? Company doesn't know his best 11. He's got too many players to play and he, he, he's trying to sort of bed the new 100%. players in so he, needs, so he needs to give them game time. So he's trying to give game time to about 100 new players, ignoring the ones who are established exactly. in the system already and doesn't know what his strongest 11 is. You know, mate, look at his bench. Look at our bench now. Our bench. If our defensive working, who are you bringing on? The centre half he signed from Anderlecht for a million pound. That's it. Or Vitinho, who he signed for eight hundred grand in the championship. So they are two defensive options. Then, if you're defensively lax like we were the other day, and you, and you, you should be six 0 down at half time, you can't change that defence because you're bringing in a lesser quality player from what's already there, which is already shocking. Oh, but it's all right. You've got nine players that you can bring on off at bench that can change the attack. We had one shot. So what does that show you? We had one shot on target the entire game. So bringing them all on and changing the attacking quality of the team means nothing. We still lost 3-0. We still played shocking. We still went down without a fight. And it's pathetic to watch now. And I, I'm, I'm, the thing is, it's almost like you can't say this now because of how good last season was. Last season is a fairy tale Burnley season. I've watched Burnley for nearly 17, 18 years of my life. I have never seen a Burnley season like last season and nobody else will. No one will see another season like last season that we've seen. That's a fairy tale season. So I've accepted that. And what we've seen before, sometimes you could say the football weren't great, the football were this, the football weren't that. That team wouldn't have put in a performance like that. That 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 Those Sean Dyche teams of the Premier League of the past would not have put in a performance like that. That performance was pathetic. Literally, Those teams were hard to beat, weren't they? The second it started to the end of the game, we were pathetic. And like I say, I, I don't. People can say what they want. Last season was a fairy tale. This season is now. I'm living in this moment, and what I'm watching right now is nothing compared to last season. We've not even brought any of the same qualities that we had last season. We've come into the Premier League and look like that season never happened. We don't even look the same team. Who are these players? They're not even like you guys said. There's only three players from the starting yeah, level last season. It's not, not the same there. team. Yeah, we don't want the same teams. It's not the same team. When we went up last season, right? And you'd have said to me, Benson and Zerri aren't starting, and I laughed at you. I'd have been like, "There's no way they're going up, and they're going to be 20, 30 million pound players next season because they're going to be unbelievable. Yeah. And they're going to kick on from the season that they've had. What have they done to be dropped for people that yeah. are younger than them and have? And that, that comment's right. It's too much tinkering." We're not City, we're not Chelsea, we're not United. You can't change the team like that. We're Burnley. You need a system and you need to stick to it. It's ridiculous. I don't know if you guys have noticed that there's a couple of players who aren't getting picked, like Murich, for example, who's been very active in the last week showing training videos. So I don't know if he's trying to sort of say, look, I'm still here. Or he's trying to send a message out to other clubs saying, you know, I'm playing I'm ball. still working. Yeah, I'm still working, sort of thing. So, just to bring something in that 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 was come from a Sky Sports journalist, uh, Sky Sports Deutschland journalist, um, just before we went live, he says news: Aaron Yetmiori, is a 24 year old, is focused on Burnley and he wants to play regularly after a good season last year. He's, he's behind the 19 million Trafford at the moment. Several clubs are rating him highly: Union, Berlin, and Sevilla. Ideas about a loan with an option to buy in winter. If we do that. I will be fuming, but it sounds like he, if I'm according in, to this guy, wants to play for us. But obviously, whether if he doesn't play by by winter time or by obviously it means January, then it could be a case of right. I've done what I wanted to do. I'm off. 
if I'm him, I'm genuine. I'm asking my agent for a move already. I'm saying sort me out because I can't. He's not going to get yeah, in the team. 100%. The international, the international break was the was the chance to drop Trafford because the company could have just said, "Oh, he's, he's picked up an injury." Or he could have made any old bullshit. Up. Um, yeah, it was a good chance to drop him, and he didn't. So he's never going to get dropped. We need to accept that company's going to stick with him. So if I'm Murich, I'm already asking for a transfer. Yeah. As much as but I the want to play, the, the, the only disclaimer I will say about Trafford though from the weekend is that is the only game so far. That when he's been in a Burnley shirt, where he can ge- like, where genuinely none of that's his fault. Like the first goal, no, he yeah, he, he, he was slow. It was none of that was his fault. That was every single player. No, that no, was it wasn't. Him was shocking. Like that was. performance and, and my, was one of the worst performances, and 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 he he has nothing to do with that. Like any goalkeeper that conceded them goals. No, no, I agree with that. And my 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 issue isn't that I don't think Trafford's a good keeper. I think he is, but I think no, for same. our system, for for our system, he's not. Suited to our system, he's not the keeper for us. In the same way that De Gea wasn't suited for how Ten Hag yeah, wants to play at Man United. There was a few like situations that. on Saturday when he had the ball <laughs> and the players sort of like moved into their positions quickly and just held on for it for too long. It's like mm-hmm. that's that, that's part yeah. of our game. Get it out to yeah, the exactly. players quickly and beat the lines, beat the press, and it holds on for it too long. Brentford getting their position again. That's that's the only thing that bothers me about him. He's definitely a good goalkeeper. He's definitely one for the future, and I genuinely believe he will be the England number one. Or, or there or thereabouts, he, he will. Sorry, he will play games for England quite regularly, and I think be the England number one. But for now, he needs he he, he needs time to get used to the system. And Murich is another one. We've sit here and gone. Zorori must think, what the fuck's going on? If I if I'm sat here on the bench and Trezor's playing, like where where am I? Murich is another one. He should be playing. He's he is currently a better goalkeeper, in my opinion, than James Trafford right now. Trafford will, will be better probably in his career. Murich is better suited for for this team than us now. I agree, and I have I have stated that over and over and over again that I would like to see Murich have a go in this team, hundred percent right. But if you're James Trafford now, would you play the ball? Would you play the ball wide to Connor Roberts? How he's playing at the moment? Would you play the ball wide to him? Do you have any trust in giving Connor Roberts the ball to play forward now? No, no but you've you've got it. I, you've I got to, haven't you? You've, you've if got it's to. The system. You've got to. Because you have to. Because it's long style working play. either. Connor Roberts, yeah, Connor Roberts has been one of our worst players so far this season. Every single ball into midfield. Field, it's been terrible. Charlie Taylor has yeah, never agree. been that kind of player. Charlie Taylor has never, ever been that kind of player and never got given the opportunity to play in that side when we were doing it good. So he hasn't got a clue properly how it works. So when he gets the ball, he's still lumping it long down the line and he's still playing into feet really far. He's not playing into midfield, but that, that's the next thing. We don't have experienced players or people that are going to take the game by the scruff of the neck and turn around and be a leader on the pitch. Like, Bayer is the closest one of all the new signings that we've made to being that he's injured so he can't play. Al Dakil is a kid. He's a, he is literally a child and he's playing centre-half in the Premier League. And whoever's next to him doesn't know how he plays because Darrell Shea plays, what, every three games, four games? Mm. Because when Bayer comes back in and then inevitably gets injured every two games, he jumps back in, plays two games of Al Dakil, or maybe it'll be at that week after. Oh, no, never mind. Del Quar's going to start there. Just pick a team. Pick a team and roll with it. And yeah. use the experienced players that you've got now. Benson and Zeraria are more experienced than Coley Osho or the Bear, players like that. Sander Burge is more, has more experience than I'm doing. He does in the Premier League. Just play him. Just try it. Just try Sander Burge in the 10. Play, play, play. Cullen in midfield with Brownhill and just just because that they're two players that I've played with us last season. They know the system. Just try it. 
put Zeruri and Benson on each wing when the when they fit. Try it. Put Foster up front. Try it. Just play a team. Don't try and be fancy. Don't look at all the transfer fees that you're playing. Don't look at the new players and be like, well, we've signed them. We have to play them. Just try it. Just try and play a team of players that know how we played last season and chuck a couple of sprinkling players into it. I'm doing it. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He's been a player that's shown a lot of quality. He's one of the first names on the team, not on the team sheet, but one of the first players to get integrated into the side. Afterwards, bring him off the bench. Put Amdouni in the 10 for the last 30. See how he gets on. That's how you get them better. Don't throw them in every single game and go, right, lads, see how he plays because he hasn't played with you yet this season. It's like, well, obviously, it's so you can see it, and no team's scared to play us now because it's like, oh, he don't know where he's going. He cuts inside. He don't pass to him. They don't go forward. He passes it backwards. It's just it was so easy to beat. If you're on the other team, you look at us and you just go there. Burnley, sound three points, no worries. Yeah, it is like that now. I see. For me, I'd be putting Cork in the team now to show that midfield. Cullen looks absolutely lost. I know Cork's legs have gone, but he's got the experience and he's got the. The leadership to guide the other ones through it because that's the problem is that we've got nobody guiding these young players through because they're all sort well, of like well, I, what we're doing, we what do we do need a leader so get corking he can't do i know he can't do 90 minutes and he will get a book in at some point so inevitably mm. we'll get banned but stick him in definitely for bournemouth because he's going to help just them through it. that game just try it yeah you're trying everything else you're trying all young lads against each other like just try it like, like I said, the big, one of the biggest things that I've, I have said from the weekend was you took off 18-year-old Wilson Oliver and brought on 19-year-old Luca Coleosho in a game where you try to take the game back, scruff at neck and get back into the game. Like, you're bringing a kid yeah. on for a kid, so you're not changing anything. Yeah. You're bringing a pacey winger on for a pacey, pacey winger. You're not changing anything. You're just using players that you've got because you've bought so many of the same player. And like I said, hind, like we've all said, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Like, it was a 10 out of 10 window. It was. It felt like it before the ball was kicked. It was a 10 out of 10 window. We brought in brilliant, brilliant wingers with loads of quality, loads of flair, and that's what we wanted to see for ages. What we have now realised is that £50 million of that budget should have gone on Taylor Howard-Bellis, Ian Matson, and Nathan Teller, and then spend yeah. £50 million on everything else. But that's that's been and gone now. Like you, can't, you, you have to say it, but you can't go back on that. But that's what that's what we should have done. We should have put all his eggs in the Mat- Matson, Teller, and Howard Bellis basket and chucked players in elsewhere. That's what we should have done. In defence of that, though, mate, I genuinely don't think Matson wanted to come back. So forget him. I don't think he wanted. To and come I back also, I also think Teller was only on for the first two weeks of the transfer window. As soon as he was back yeah. in Southampton training yeah. videos and pictures, he was gone. He won't come back yeah. to him. 
Yeah, so I think, yeah, definitely we could have got Teller and we could have got Howard Bellis, but I think Matson is never going to come, to be honest, when you look at it. I think he, he had no intention of coming back. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think the fact that he um, he essentially turned us down at the end of the transfer window proves that. And then um, if, if, if he were that, but I, I, I didn't see too much issue with the video where he said, Blues, I'm staying. But if he was focused on Burnley, it, well, he would have come in the first instance and then he wouldn't have done that. Um, question from Vizzy, but I think we answered it earlier on, didn't we, Neil? No he says, one. who in our team right now is Premier League quality? No one. To and find I'll anybody, be honest with really. you, the manager isn't, the manager's unproven at this there. level. Yeah, the man, the, the, a lot of questions about the manager right now. Yeah, like, I'm not for one second. Some of the people on Twitter no, the other no. day were saying company out. I'm not for one second saying no, anything no. like that. No, the but thing we, with company, he, mate. He, he needs to be discussed and the decisions that he's making because he they're all wrong. He's not Teflon. Every week he's making mistakes. He's, he's not Teflon and it is a project. So I'm not saying he needs to be sacked. He's, he is the right man for this, but he he needs to learn just as much as the players need to learn. He's He was a world-class, one of the best centre-halves of Premier League scene, but yeah. that doesn't translate to being a manager. And at the minute, he's getting found out very quickly well, at this level. This, this in his tactics and, and things like that doesn't mean you want a manager sat. No, no. Right? no. We had 10 years of Daesh. And in those Daesh year, in that Daesh year, we probably went through spells where we lost five on bounce. Like, not once did you want rid of Daesh, ever. Like, you know what someone's done for the club to the point where, obviously, they're not immune to, you know... And never being sacked, but right now, 10 games in, nobody wants Vincent Company sacked. Nobody, like none of us three, nobody on Twitter, nobody in the stadiums, nobody wants Vincent Company gone. But you have to look at the manager's decisions now and say he's not getting it right. That Chelsea, I know we're talking about the Brentford game, but go back to that Chelsea game. Why did Vitinho start? It was just so random. Del yeah, was like, what are you, what are you seeing? That makes you think we need. I, I know injuries are a thing. I know they are, and I know you've got to try and keep players fit and stuff like that. But that was just so random. It's like, oh, Conor Roberts has played every game this season. Nice one, Coutinho. You're at right back. Why? Why change it? Like, because then what that does is when you change something and it doesn't go right, that's the first thing people jump on. Is well, you put Coutinho there and he clearly didn't work. It's like the game yesterday. You started with Odebear, You brought him off like. 50 minutes into the game because he wasn't, he didn't work. And you brought on a 19-year-old Luke Coley-Osho who actually did genuinely come on and change the game a little bit. He was actually a lot better. He got a yellow card within 30 seconds of being on. Should have scored. Like, these situations are things that he's now getting wrong. And his team selection, I think, is down to the amount of players that he's got in an attacking lineup now. Like, for example, when we talk about our attacking players, nobody ever brings up Nathan Redmond. Nobody ever brings... Him up. That's because you forget about him because you bought so many. Like you forget about Jakob Brun Larson. Everyone's uh, Zareri, Benson, Odebear, Trezor, Koliosho. You forget about these other players because we bought so many. So to him, he sat there looking at them all. And he might just well just go like that and just pick one because it, that's what it looks like at the minute. Like you're not picking anybody with any strategical like answer behind it. You're not. You're not. And you're not coming out in in like. Just be transparent with the fans now. Like even even, and I know you can't because it's football and you can't be transparent with journalists and stuff like that. But just say, I put him in because I thought this would work and it didn't work. Like just say because then all you're getting now is everyone just sat there saying, "Why have you done it? Like why have you changed the team so much week in week out?" And we still have only got one win, four points to show for it. We have minus sixteen goal difference. We're going into games getting found out so easily. We're 1-0 down in 20 minutes every game we go into. And the team of last season, 
you'd have turned around and said, 1-0 down, fine. We've got 60 minutes to sort this out and we're going to sort it. We go 1-0 down now, I turn the telly off. It's game over because we're not coming back into the game. We yeah, don't the have squads, the same team, fight that we did. Yeah, the mentality's not there in these players. There's no passion. You don't feel Head's it. Drop. And, and then Head's the drop there, as soon as they go yeah, one down. But then they sat there emailing, emailing bloody um, season ticket holders saying, do we need a jump or sort out atmosphere? It's not us. It's not no. us. You start it, we carry it on. If you yeah. play shocking, why am I sat there spending 30 quid on a ticket to sit there and scream for you lot while you're 3-0 down away from home at Brentford? What am I singing for? Because I've come to watch you put in a decent performance and we've had 50% of the ball and you've given missed six shots. So what am I singing for? You tell me what I'm chanting for. So don't that that side of it's that side of it's wrong. Don't don't start telling fans how they, what they need to do to sort atmosphere out. Play better football, win football matches, then we'll be behind you. Or, or at least don't even win football matches. Play better. Just just be anywhere near better than what we are now. And I'll sing I'll sing from rooftop. Just right now, what am I backing you for? What am I singing for? Just ridiculous. To be fair, the Bre- the atmosphere at Brentford was actually good. In the second half, especially, like when we went 2-0 down, we were actually in the middle of a wheel alongside Burnley, really, really loud. They scored, we all went off for fuck's sake, and then we started singing wheel alongside Burnley. We were doing our bit, but they weren't doing theirs. And I think I think all this drummer bollocks as well, like Vizzy said on his um fan reaction this week, he's feeling detached. And I I yeah. I'm f i am I feel like the club of of done that not to visit but to, they've created like a divide mm. between the fans and the club with this mm. drummer malarkey and and now it's that the performances aren't helping then that fucking email went out it's, it's just all a lot of fuss about nothing this is and then, what, um, and then these performances as well it's just not helping back, nobody's happy at the minute no this all comes back to what i was saying about there's nobody at the club who's premier league level i think like pace and that i think they're all naive in doing what they've done now ultimately i don't think it was probably pace's idea to send that email it'd be whoever's no. in charge of whatever <clears> but as the as the figurehead of the club, it just shows the naivety of it for something like that to go out when we're mm. as shit as we are. Um, yeah, there's like a time, pick and your place time for it. the time and the place, yeah. pick your time. Yeah, and that wasn't to do it. Well, that, that that's my thing though. That that felt to me, and like like Visa said it perfectly. Like you know, feeling detached from the club. Perform like we're not a club that should be winning every game. We're not. We never have been. So, but we should be doing a damn lot better than we are now and not even we say it every week and it's starting to get boring saying it like lose to Brentford you're kind of all right as long as you play well play well like we're not getting any better there's no steady improvement last season we went into games like Hull and Stoke and drew 1-1 and you could still see signs there we dominate the ball 75% possession you know the score out of one of three chances to have the entire game it's luck, but it's coming. Then we went, you know, we went nine games on bounce winning. Like, this team doesn't have that. And this team doesn't have that time. So, passing the blame, which is what it felt like, saying, well, look at us last season, we were on cloud nine, and now look at you, you're all miserable. That's you. That's not us. Don't don't sit there and send me emails telling me that I'm not doing my part. I'm paying money. I'm buying shirt in club shop. You know, I, I'm buying tickets. I'm spending money on my season ticket. You're not doing your bit. It's not down to me. You bring a drum if you want. Play better football. Get the drum, get, see if the drum gets them going. We'll all be silent. You get that drum banging and see if they play any better. I'm telling you, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the fact that the atmosphere was decent on Saturday proves that as well. Exactly. Uh, 
Well, we've had a good 42-minute rant about how shit everything is. How do we fix it? How do we fix it? For me, the manager needs to stop tinkering. That's number one. We, we've got the players that we've got now until January when you sign another 30 wingers, even though that's not the issue. Get a steady team. Bring Jorric in. I don't care about people saying, oh, Jaffa did nothing wrong at the weekend, and he didn't. And I don't think he's done too much wrong. I just think Jorric is better and suits us better. Mm -hmm. So bring Norwich in. Stick with Charlie Taylor at left back. If you have to stick with Roberts at left uh, right back, then stick with Roberts because Vitinho is the only other option. Pick your central defenders. Stop playing Sanderberg in DM. Put him in AM if you have to, or don't play him at all. There's no point shoehorning him into the side in DM. Play Ramsey instead if you don't rate him as an AM. Or call or what's he called? Amduna in the 10. Cullen and Brownell or Cullen and Cork in, in, in DM, something like that. And, and and yet, if you want to tinker with the team, tinker with your wingers. I mean, I wouldn't tinker with the wingers myself. Again, I'd have the wingers in there that have shown enough so far this season, like Corley Oshaw, like Orda Bear, that have, that have done enough. Like, why why, why you drop Corley Oshaw at the weekend is bizarre. And, and then he brought him on at all time. And, and what was he doing in the first five minutes? Text someone on, get someone yeah. booked. So the wingers didn't do. Because you're making mistakes. You're making mistakes mm. in the manager, picking the wrong team. And then obviously Foster up top. You need, you need a steady team. That's that's the yeah. first thing. Get a team, get them in there. I'd even play the same team against Everton. Get get a regular team in there, get them to know each other. And then if you need to tinker, tinker in little bits. Don't think to yourself, well, I've got to play Del Quar now at centre back. He's first start of the season at centre back. I'll also make a change at right back as well for no apparent reason. And just mm -hmm. that's that's the first thing. A nice, steady, settled side, and then go from what? there. What's interesting there, mate, is that pretty much everybody has said, oh, play Cullen. What's Cullen done to automatically be picked for me? He's he's 100% droppable. He's not performed. But so, we don't, this is the thing, though. We don't I just feel have like he's the best that we've else. got, but it's not, yeah, he's, he's the it's best annoying. that we've got. And it's, yeah. Like, we, we went, like I say, we've gone through this 10 out of 10 transfer window. It was, like, it just was. We bought loads of flair players and we've wanted to see it for years. We've wanted to see a Burnley team with 100,000 wingers because we've spent years having centre mids at right mid. Like, now we're in a position now where we don't need wingers. We need a big brute centre mid, and we thought we got it in Sanderberg, and then we realised he's a 10. So we've we've lost that completely. So now we don't have another centre mid. So we've actually only got Cork, Brown, Hill and Cullen. So there actually is only three genuine central midfielders. Same goes for left back. Charlie Taylor gets injured. Who's going there? Hmm. Like Roberts uh, again. Yeah, but Connor Roberts gets injured. Who's going there? Vitinho? The depth on the wings and the depth up front and the depth in that 10 is ridiculous. The fact that we can talk about three players being in cam, eight players being on wing, three players being up front. We're talking about a team now where you've got one other player to play centre midfield if Brownell and, and, and uh, Cullen aren't working, which they're not. And then the same with defence. It, it, there's, there's, and the tinkering side of it, tinker at half-time. Go into a game with your steady team. If that team's 1-0 down, tinker it then. Don't yeah. tinker before game and faff about and say, oh, you played right back last week. Why didn't you do a job at left mid? And then you played right mid last week. So why didn't you go left back? Stop changing stuff like that. It's, it's not football manager where everyone can play everywhere. Like Just put players where they can play. Put players where they feel comfortable and pick the same team for three or four weeks. And I can guarantee that same team that maybe loses 4-0 in week one won't lose 4-0 four weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. But if you pick a team that loses 4-0 and then go into the next game and change three players, that team's very 
capable of still losing 4 0 because you're changing too much too consistently. Like you guys say, pick a team and go with it. Yeah. So who is the team then? What what what's the team that we're playing? If Murich, if we have a consistent Murich, team. Murich Taylor, if he's fit Bayer, if he's fit Ekdal, because the others haven't performed. It's gotta be Roberts at right back, hasn't it? I would then play Benson, Zaruri, Burge. I haven't picked a mid a central mid ever, so it would be Cullen. Um and Foster up front. I don't know how many players that is, but that would be the nucleus of my team. I think that was that's 10. A, yeah, you, you need an extra player. You can have another player, Neil. Go on. <laughs> All right, stick, stick Brownell in then. Stick Brownell. We don't need him. We, yeah. we don't need it. We just need 10. I just know the nucleus of what I put in and everything else is just dressing. No, mm. I, I agree. I think that the lads from last season deserve a chance now. That includes Murich. Murich, Murich should be, for me, the, the player that comes in next. The, everything We've tried everything else. Try Murich, that might help. But the thing is, I don't think he will. I think he'll play Trafford again on Saturday. Then he'll play Murich yeah. against Everton. I've been told that Daishi doesn't want to lose that match and he's going to play a strong side. So then we'll play Murich in there and then we'll get spanked by a strong Everton side because we play a B team. And then everyone will be like, oh, see, what's the point in Murich? But again, the, the players from last season, I agree with you, Neil. Benson, Zorora, Foster. I'd, I'm not sure I'd have Burge if, if I'm not having him, having him in. Um, I, I like him, but I think I'd probably rather have Jacob Ramsey in there, so more from him. But I, I, I'd go back to Cork and Cullen, just give them two a go. Sorry, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah which he's injured as well, to be fair, so I might as well bring him in. I have another one in, 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 injury, in injury room. Aaron Ramsey, not the old one, the young one. Um, but yeah, I saw a lot from him. He was class against Man United. Um But I don't know. I, I like Berg as well. I just, I just feel like company doesn't see him as that sort of player. So like, Berg, don't Berg play him growing. if you don't want to Berg play was, him there. Berg was growing into that role. Yeah, you really see was. there was sound improvement, really and, then all, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden boof, just, nah. Everybody knows he doesn't work at DM. We no. all know it. We're not football. We've got nothing to do with football other than we pay a football club money to sit and watch them, mm -hmm. and we all chat shit on a stream once a week. Whoa, excuse me. Companies. My football manager record, mate. <laughs> That's <laughs> shocking. The best, the best yeah. I've ever done with football managers get accurate to Stanley to the championship. Then I got relegated. So uh, uh, I'm dreadful. But even we know Not that Sander Burge isn't a DM. So why is Vincent Company making these changes? It's you like, like you say, like if you'd have gone last season, right, and you looked at the team that we went up with, would either of you? And do you know what? Get your comments in. Would would anybody have took Benson and Zareri out of that team? Anyone? What from last season? No. From last season, no. no. Because I I'm also the same. I said that if we came into the Premier League, those two kick on and they're 25, 30 million pound players next season. What we've done is we got a bid from AC Milan for 25 million pounds for my more Benson, and now. All we're doing by not playing these players is decreasing the value because no one's watching them. They're not getting exposed by anything. Mm -hmm. But the players that are playing, we're not going to get return on investment for because they are playing, but not very well. Exactly. So, that's that's what I was saying earlier. It's, I, I think this this whole strategy of buying them as a profit is going to backfire because they're playing that shite and no one's going to buy them. But this is what I'm saying, though. That You buy two, three... Like, you Burnley. You buy two, three of them per season, maybe. And that's a maybe. You pro I'd probably say you buy two per season as project players and you chuck them in as and when. Yeah. We haven't got a starting 11 right now and we've paid £13 million on an 18-year-old that played half a season for Troyes. Oh, sorry. No, he played a full season for Troyes, but they got relegated. Coley Osho played four yeah. games and we spent £4 million on him. 
Like, it, there's just little things that I just can't wrap my head around. And the biggest one is a team that went up as champions after winning the league in February have gone up and have three players from that championship winning team still in their team. My, my dad made a good point the other day. He said any team that's gone up as champions with over 100 points, look back on what the lineup was when they got promoted and what the lineup was that played nearly every game in, in the Premier League. And it won't be far different. They'll have added quality in areas that they thought were lack, lacking before. Whereas what yeah. we've done is we've bought loads of Completely players. ripped out the heart and soul of that side. Exactly. And now you're starting again. And unfortunately, what it's done is we've not taken to that style of football and we've not taken to these first 10 games that we've played because we've won once, drawn one and lost loads and loads and loads of games. So, unfortunately, we're really, really, really sorry that we're not happy. We're really, really sorry. But what this has come from top to bottom and that's not yeah. that's not us as fans like you know that's not us as fans so like I say going back to the the drum thing like don't make it about us because this is this starts with the club we're only reacting based off of what you lot have done this isn't us so do with that what you will you're not <laughs> <watching, so. laughs> uh, you never know you never know you never know. I know. I know they're aware of us. But um, Graham Jennings, he said therapy sessions like this are required. It will improve, but it needs to quickly. Roberts, I think, will be better if he was doing the same role as last season, but with the wrong LB, his role has changed. And you said that, didn't you, Sam? I think in the WhatsApp group recently, his role's changed because we don't have Martson. So they're trying yeah. to get Roberts to do the role that Martson used to do, and Roberts isn't good enough to do it. That's why all the passes into exactly. the field are dreadful this season. Exactly. Uh, and he goes on to name his best team, does, does Graham Murich. Roberts, Bayer, Rettnell, Taylor, Cullen, Cork, I'm doing it, Benson, Foster, Zorora. Mm. Pretty spot on. Yeah, I think yeah. I might change I'm doing it for Ramsey, um, but I like I'm doing it. Uh, Ginger Alice says, hi, guys. 53 minutes into the show, mate. Where have you been? Um, but it's it's and what I don't get is, I know I've already said it, but I just find it baffling that Vincent says, like his thing is players need a lot of time to adjust to my style. So then why have you bought a completely new team? Or if yeah, if 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 it's one of these clubs now where Alan's saying, Oh, I brought this guy in, you can have this guy, you can have that guy, you can have that guy, why are you then playing all these players? Mm-hmm. It just don't make it just don't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Because we didn't actually, in hindsight, have a logical window. We hadn't we didn't have a left back from day dot. We didn't buy a left back. Like you knew that as left back that we had on loan wasn't coming back. So you spent all transfer window trying to sign him. We said for ages, like, we don't want transfer sagas anymore. We don't want things that last weeks. We just want to get it done. Find players that want to play, sign them. Don't go after Matson all window. And then on the last day when he says no, go, well, we'll buy a centre-back from Anderlecht and play him left-back while we decide whether Charlie Taylor's a good enough left-back at left-back. Like, it's just, like, all these things just don't make sense. Like, centre-halves as well. Like, we knew we lost half. Howard Bellis, we needed to replace him with a good player. So, Dara Roche, on paper, was a good signing. But you spent £6 million and £15 million on Bayer and him. But you're still playing a 19-year-old centre-back who only started, like, seven games last season. And Ekdal's not featured at all, who's a Swedish international. Like, these are the things that I can't understand. Like, there's such obvious answers. But 
no one's communicating that to us. And the only way that we get communication through that is by picking players on a team sheet. And the team sheets are just completely wrong. So then all we get to do is scrutinise the team sheet because when we do lose 3-0, you turn around and go, well, Al Dakil's conceded nearly the most goals in the entire league so far and played nearly every minute. So do you change it? Yes. Take him out. Take him out and try something else. See what see what see what's different when you change the lineup. Don't just keep playing these same players that aren't performing because that's just pointless. Wonderful, Parker. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I, I did it. I did obviously hear all of that, Sam. I'll be with you in a minute, mate. Um, but um, what do we do then going forward now? Because I just want to quickly bring something up. And when I bring something up, I'll just quickly go and attend to this, Parker. If you just give me a second, please. Um, is let's bring the league table up. I know it's not great viewing, but let's have a look at it now. The beauty of the situation is that we are. Still within touching distance because everybody else is horrendous as well. Um, so I'll quickly ask a question and then shoot off. So please excuse me. I will be able to hear you in my headphones as well. Um, is I'll just quickly zoom in actually because I don't think people are going to be able to see that. Because obviously the league table is this now for those of you watching on the podcasts. We are uh, listening on the podcast. Sorry, we are 18th. Bournemouth are beneath us. So obviously a massive game at the weekend. Then you've got Sheffield United beneath us as well. And we're still only one point away from Luton. Um, and just the three points away from Everton. But I think anyone, I, I, I think the bottom four is the bottom four as it is now, if I'm going to be honest with you. And then after that, it's it's it, it's it's a situation of, of you know, they're going to be okay. But does anybody here, get your comments in, and the people in, uh, Neil and Sam, Neil, I'll start with you, then I'll shoot off. Do you still think we'll stay up? And if we do stay up, how do we do it? Uh, at this moment... On form, no, because looking at that form table, Luton have got what we haven't, which is two more yellows and a green, whereas we've only got that one. Right. So at this present time, no. But I am confident that eventually they will run out of steam and we will gradually get better. But we aren't going to get much higher than 17. Um I just think it's what we've already said. Company needs to go back to last season team that got us there. I mean, for, for one what have any of those lads done to deserve being dropped and without even being tried? So get those get those lads back in who we've still got, if they're fit. I know that it can't be helped in some cases where they're not fit, like Ekdal and Benson and stuff. But get them back in. Gradually integrate integrate the new lads. They've had a good crack at it. It's not worked. It's time for Vinny to just bite the bullet and admit that his little experiment hasn't gone to plan. Let's start. Let's... Um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, drop back to the drawing board, get the old lads in and push on from there. That's what we need to do to win. Um, on current form, no, we, we are going down. But overall, I think we will gradually improve. And I think Luton, at the minute, are doing better than us. And they are showing signs that they've got more fight than us. But I think we will swap with them as the season goes on. Sam? Um, sorry, I saw that a bit then. Um, not that I want listening, Neil. I just, like, I'm just trying to think of how I... <laughs> No, I'm trying to think of how I can actually sound positive, right? So there's still 29 games left and there is still a possibility that we get better. There is. But from what you've seen now, there's, I, I, I see no positive. I just don't. I don't see any positive to the style of play we're getting worse. That's the most annoying thing. Our performances are getting worse and worse and worse. After the, after that game against Luton, 
I came away from that kind of like, thank thank God that we actually won that because for that entire second half, I genuinely, genuinely thought uh, they could win this. They could win this because they got that equaliser and I thought there's no way we get a goal. And then Brun Larson out of nowhere scores a worldie and, and we actually get saved with that. But that genuinely should have been a draw, really. So we actually should only be on two points. And then that don't look that looks even worse. But our performances are the worst part. It's not points. Like I've said, like I've said before, like I've never been one of these people that's like sat here moaning about league position. I don't look at I don't just look at stats and statistics. I look at what I'm watching, and what I'm watching is dross. We're not watching good football. We're not playing well. As managers getting it wrong, you've got you've got the owners and or maybe not the owners, but you've got people from within the club telling people to sort out the atmosphere. Like there isn't any positive right now. The only positive that we've got is that there's 29 games left. Like, and we have got the opportunity in the number of games that we have to actually try and make a push to get better. But right now, off of the performances, there's, 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 what positives have we got other than Lyle Foster? That's it. Like, like this is my thing. We've done an hour-long video here. What positives have we talked about? What positives can you possibly pluck from any of it? Because there isn't like any. Said, just like, Lyle. Do you know? But that's what I mean, Lyle. That's it. And like, maybe Corley Orshaw as well. Yeah, but even even then, like even then, like he came on the other day. He should have scored. Like, and I, and I know, I know he's a kid, and I and I, and I also know that the other side of his game is brilliant. I do get that, but in these moments where you really, really need it, he's missed from like four yards because he hit it with wrong foot. Yeah, why, like, why is he he's a quality left player? No, no, but he's a quality player, but he's nineteen. You can't lean on a nineteen-year-old like. You can't look at a game and be like, this 19-year-old's going to take everything as it comes with the scruff of his neck and he's going to score two goals in this game. Because he just didn't. If you've only got Foster and Coley Orshaw playing well and you're only positives and you're carrying nine other players around pitch, what positives have we got? Because that that is it. Nine other players are being carried in the game. So, right, prove me wrong next week. But they won't. I agree. So. I agree. It's it's. I've never been one to say mm. that you know a, a game in October is a six pointer or a must win. But it's probably as close as it's ever been for Burnley Football Club. If we if we go mm. to Bournemouth and get dicked again, like we got dicked at Brentford, where we are absolutely embarrassed into not just the scoreline. Like you said, even if they played well and somehow lost three 0 I'd come away with it and be thinking, oh well, at least you know there's some signs there that we're playing well. Mm-hmm. But at the minute, we're just not playing well and we're getting dicked. It's, and, it, and if that carries on at Bournemouth this weekend, then I, I just don't know where we go for it. It's just going to be an absolute chore for the next six the months. Thing is it's now, going to be a pain in the arse. Bournemouth are going to get new manager bounce as well. Well, exactly. Exactly. Like they're, they're, not that we should. I'm not saying that. But like to another club, like they're doing something about the bad performances. Like, But they also haven't had like the season that we had last season with company. So that's why it's different. But like they're yeah. trying to do something different. Like... My, my issue now is, like, we go into that Bournemouth game, right? Are you confident in that game at all? Like, are, you, are you actually confident? Because bit. the only... In fact, the only positive thing that we have now is that a lot of Burnley fans are now of the same mentality. Nobody will come out and say Bournemouth were a top 10 team last season. That's the only positive that we've got. Because when we, if we do get beat by them, no one's going to go, well, they were top 10 last season. Like, well, everyone's in top 10 then. We shouldn't beat anyone. We should just lose every game to end the season and get relegated. Fine, whatever. But that's the only positive. If we go to Bournemouth and we win, the table looks different. 
and I'm back to I'm back to right. It's possible lose back there, tweeting or... again. He'll d- yeah, d- well, get the dust off his phone. <laughs> a bit like the thing is, it's like what what do I tweet about now? Like oh, what a, guess the lineup? I might as well just pick under seventeens because it could be anyone. Like you know what I mean? It's just uh, just I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping they can prove me wrong, and I'm hoping we can turn the season around. But on current form and what we've seen for the last couple of weeks, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. So everyone talking about performances will get better. You've lied. If you've said that after the Aston Villa game, you said we'll get better. You've lied because we haven't. We've got worse. So cheers. Yeah, I'm one of them <laughs> who who is clinging on to the hope that it may get better. That, but I've got no <laughs> evidence to suggest that it will. No evidence to suggest that it will get better. Um, oh, sorry, need, it's just the cheers finished me off. The cheers finished me off. There, sorry. <laughs> sorry. We need, sorry, we need some. We need some against Bournemouth. <laughs> if we get dicked at Bournemouth, then I think, I think, I think we can back up and go on, <laughs> and then something needs to happen. But at I'm not going to do a man of the match. Oh. So, no, finally. I, <laughs> I just, want, I just want to win and score more than a goal a game. I just want to see us play well, like just play well, like lose yeah. nil, but play well. Hit the crossbar a couple of times, shoot. Just like, don't make me watch one shot in a game and watch somebody else shoot twenty-eight times. Like boring. There's no matter match job. Just to go back to what you're saying, but shout out to the fans who went because the atmosphere yeah, was good and, and, it, and it was shit. So I got the man, man of the match. match. Get yeah. in, yeah, um, man of the match fans. To go all that way, to watch that shite, still make a noise, fair play. Yeah. Man of the match for fans, other than Joe, because yeah. he's wrapped off. <laughs> man of the match. I'll take man of the match, because I got drenched on the way home. I, honestly, it's, it start, as they scored the second, it started raining, and I'm like, oh, no, come on. It's not now. Worse. Not it's now. And then they scored the third. And by the time they scored the third, it was chucking it down. <laughs> I'm like, right, it was like the what were it, 87th minute or something? I don't know. I'm like, Parker, come on, we're going. And he's like, why are they going? Like, because they're rubbish. Anyway, so you, you put a tweet out as well saying, like, oh, Parker, what a Parker's first game is like getting popped. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, get out. <laughs> Kicking him downstairs. Oh. And, I, and I had him on my shoulders walking back to the car and it was chucking it down, absolutely leather. And I was like, Daddy, my shoes are undone. I'm like, it don't matter, you're on my shoulders. Come on. I'm trying to get back to the car. <laughs> And he's like, I'm drenched, I'm drenched, Daddy. I'm like, so am I. I know you're drenched, mate. It's rain, it's what happens. I'm drenched as well. I've been like, listen, you might be drenched in rain, but I'm drenched in misery. That's what I am. So, <laughs> who's, who's worse? Me. Uh, Solid Claret <laughs> says, seven pound a pint in the pub as well. Yeah, weren't cheap, was it? Flyover Fred says, did child services contact you, Joe, for taking your lad to that? I'm expecting an email at any moment, I mean, mate. To be honest, I'm expecting an email at any moment. But is there anything else you want to add, lads, before we go? Because we've got to an hour and five minutes. So we're well over the time limit. But anything no, you want to add before we go? I've a- given any, enough any... of my time to Burnley's shite for this week. Yeah, We still love you. We'll, we'll support you. We'll support you through just, everything. But just sort it just out. Angry. It's, I'm just miserable angry with now. you right now. I'm just miserable now. No. Yeah. Same. Same. Well, thank you, Neil, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Sam, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Always love a Sam rant. And it took 17 minutes before I even asked him a question because I knew as soon as I did, he'd be like, ah! And that's exactly what happened. Well, that's why we love him. That's why he's here. Boil over. And then that's when I just get going. We start talking about stuff. You ask a brilliant question. I'm just like, 
no, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Icky Punk says, Joe using his lad as a rain hat. That was off of the thinking. I will be honest. That was all. He said, Daddy, can I go on your shoulders? Like, you know what? Yes. Yes, this you is, can. Because at first I was carrying him like this. He's like, don't carry me like that. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll put you on my shoulders. But then he kept leaning back and that would wind him up. And he kept turning round and then that would wind him up. Like, Parker, just look forward, man. Oh, not, not. You know what? I have memories of going to Gillingham away and stuff like that and getting beat. And it's it's what made me the man I am today. It's, it's character building. So Parker, remember that. Although I will get some stick for this. And I did get some stick for this on Instagram. He asked for a half and half scarf, so I bought him one. And someone put on Instagram, right, half I was and on. half scarf, Lord Joe. Yeah. And I put, he's five, oh, allow it. Yeah. You've got yeah. to allow it. He's five, you know. Well, Sam's gone anyway. This. I'm not doing <laughs> Sam's this. Sam's gone. It's, no. I nearly put it in the bin, and but I didn't. I thought he can have that for when he's older. And he says, why have we got one of these rubbish things? I'll say, it's your first ever game, allow it, you were five. Harry says, who thinks we stay up? Literally nobody, although I still think we'll stay up based on absolutely nothing whatsoever. If we carry on this form, we're not staying up. But anyway, thank you, Neil, for coming on the show. Thank you, Sam, for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for putting a comment in. Always love the comments. It's absolutely brilliant to have you all on board. It's absolutely brilliant to have you all commenting so much. We've had some good numbers on this one as well, whether it's the um, the number of concurrent viewers or the number of likes or the number of comments, all good. So it's fantastic. Um, so very, very thank you to everybody who gets involved. If you haven't already, please do like us on social media, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. And if you are watching this and you came in late, as soon as I end the stream, it becomes a standalone video. You can watch it back whenever you want. Um, and if you're watching this and you think, you know what, I could do with listening to something on the morning, uh, in the morning, on the way to work, then the podcast will be up for your morning keyboard. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for contributing. I'll be back for a pre-game show before the Bournemouth match for some reason in midweek. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.